0: Log Talk Radio. Are you ready?
1: Let's go! Now,
0: from the IMLD Home Studios. In its ninth season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Your football party is live with your hosts, Jay and Dre. Yes, Jay and Dre. It was kind of hairy there. I didn't know if I was going to make it for a couple of different reasons, but I'm here. I'm back from vacation. I woke up this morning in Miami, Florida, but now I'm back here, home sweet home, beautiful suburban Memphis, Tennessee, ready to rock and roll. We are here in much less detail, the podcast with your abbreviated football party here on a Saturday night, October the 16th, 2021. I'm Dre. He's Jay. We've only got picks for you tonight. All hot picks because I can't review shit from last weekend because I didn't watch a damn bit of football. I couldn't this time. It wasn't that I was trying to uh, enjoy the vacation. It's that uh, the cruise line that I was on didn't have any uh, football networks at all. I could not watch. I could not use the Wi-Fi uh, to watch. The Wi-Fi was weak. I couldn't get anything streaming. I could only basically surf uh, websites. Um, So I really literally couldn't watch anything. But now I'm back and ready to make some picks. And Jay, uh, looks like I'm doing pretty good this year uh, without watching too much football. Maybe this is a trend. Maybe I need to just stop watching altogether.
2: Yeah, you actually took the point that I was going to make. Is not watching the games is probably the best thing going for you because I- I've been watching these games and I'm picking these games and I'm watching these results. And let's see, we had two. I had two games last week uh, go against me in basically like the last minute. Um, we had the, the Thursday night game, which made me, you know, thank God I don't gamble Mm. because you want to talk about just like a crazy bad beat because you have a team that's down. First of all, the, uh, the, the bucks are up 28 to seven midway through the third quarter. Uh, Philly scores two touchdowns. So they score the touchdown that makes it 28, 20, and then they just decide to go for two. Just uh, randomly. I, yeah. And then they go for it and they get it. And then there's your six points. So you're just really sitting there going, oh, wow. Yeah. 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 I actually, I, I love the fact that you can just look at the results and go, wow, I'm doing great. Because
1: <laughs>
2: uh, two of the, not all the picks I lost last week were BS, but two of them really were. And that was uh, Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland got completely jobbed um, in, in what turned out to be a, a crazy back and forth shootout. Um whereas they were winning that game basically until the very end. And it took some crazy ref shenanigans uh, to get the chargers uh, to extend some drives and, and, and keep moving the ball. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't a good day for the refs in that Cleveland LA game. And I don't go there very often, but it was, it was, it was bad. There was some, some PI that you just watch, uh, Mike Williams basically ripped the Cleveland defender to the ground, and then they called defensive pass interference <laughs> And <laughs> I on, on a this. long play. And then you had uh, the Philly-Carolina game, where, the, where Carolina just completely dominated that game defensively, but Sam Darnold just decided he was going to throw three picks in his own end. Oh. So Philly really did nothing other than, you know, just get gifts. Uh, we talked about Carolina – uh, dropping from first to third, and they went up in defense. They went back from third to second. <laughs> Just completely dominated that game. And that game turned in the last, you know, like two minutes uh, as well. So, yeah, it, it, it looks good. I like you, – you, the best thing I can say is you get a false sense of confidence coming out of that. I like it.
0: I'm the man. I'm dominating.
2: Yeah, yeah that's, so that's yeah. three games. That's three games going the wrong way uh, and you know, Baltimore – covers by one because they go to overtime, and Indy actually had Baltimore beat, and then Indy misses the field goal that would have iced the game. Hmm. You know, you had Green Bay and Cincinnati. I believe there were five missed field goals in that game between the last few minutes of regulation and overtime.
0: I read about that. It was it was not a good day for the, no, the kickers.
2: <laughs> nobody wanted to win that game, and, and then uh, and then finally, Finally, the Packers uh, in overtime, waning minutes of overtime, get a long field goal from Mason Crosby to win that. But he had missed uh, three field goals and an extra point in that game.
0: That was kind of one of the big stories of last week that I was reading about was just the uh, confidence—put uh, that in quotation marks—of mm-hmm. Matt Lafleur to go back to Matt uh, to yeah. go back to Mason Crosby after he had already uh, yanked a bunch of kicks. Yeah.
2: I remember one game, more
0: time.
2: I remember a game in Detroit a few seasons ago where Crosby missed like four field goals, mm. and uh, you know you'd think, "Oh, this guy's shot; he's going to get cut." And, and he he bounced back. He's still the like, one of the you know probably their best kicker they've they've ever had. So sometimes you just have a bad day. That the Cincinnati kicker wasn't any better,
1: <laughs> right? Uh,
2: well, you want to talk about? For green, you want to talk about early contender for uh, Antonio Brown's Grammy award?
1: Uh oh,
2: Cincinnati's kicker on his second overtime attempt, I believe it was, um, after he had already missed one. It was either the one at the end of regulation, but he had another chance to kick the winner, and uh, he kicks it. And uh, I mean, it's it looks perfect, right? It's like this thing's going through. He's celebrating, jumping up, jumping into the, and then the ball hooks and, and misses.
0: Yeah, so, that I, I read about it. The, the ball hit the flag
2: at the top of the, yeah, of the pole. Yeah, hit, uh, hit the flag on the wrong side of the post, meaning that and he's it,
0: going you know, crazy like he thought it, it was oh, good. Yeah.
2: And, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's dancing and jumping. And then next thing you know, he's down on the ground, like, waving his arms like, hey, what happened? Yeah, he... he uh, <laughs> he might have wanted to wait until the ball actually went through the uprights before he started. Uh, hey,
1: what happened?
2: Before he started celebrating. So no, it, it, it's been it's been coming up roses for you, but we it's the longest season ever, and uh, we know we know how these things turn because you know the, the more you think you have it figured out, that's the trick, right? That's the rub.
0: Well, I'm done with vacations uh, until the football season's over, so now I get to actually watch and, and make educated picks and see. And that, yeah. That's how it, yeah, that's how it's going to turn. That's and, exactly uh, how it's going to work.
2: And, and and Buffalo blew the doors off the Chiefs. Chiefs look bad right now.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's what, I, what that, I read. That's what I heard.
2: Yeah, you, you and I were, were were hedging that pick on, like, well, I have this one by one point one way, and you have right, it right. on the number, but you just happen right. to pick the other team. You know, it it literally became a fifty fifty pick for us um, because of how close we thought that would be. It wasn't close.
0: It wasn't close.
2: The Bills went to into way. Arrowhead and, and absolutely housed them in their own building.
0: Well, that was uh, definitely the, the the big story that I was reading about was sort of the turning of the tide. Like this was, yeah. it was that uh, epic of a beating that people think that this was yeah. like the Bills making their stand. Like this is our conference now. we're we're taking over. Uh well, the, the son rose up and, and slapped <laughs> down the father and sure all of that and and I'm thinking, well it it was it was week five. Is that is that um that what when this game took place? That okay, that's that's a nice statement. Um do that in the playoffs and I'm absolutely um all on yeah. board with yeah, they've already uh, eclipsed them and taken over, but week five, yeah. yeah okay.
2: Yeah, well we were joking we were joking about the Bills a little bit because they, uh, by virtue of Carolina getting beat pretty badly, the Bills had ascended to be the best defense, and were like, okay, well now they're going to play the Chiefs. Nope, they're they're still number well, one even after
1: playing <laughs> the Chiefs.
2: So, uh okay. they, they they go on the road into KC with the number one defense, and they left with the number one defense.
0: I've definitely been waiting for the Bills to sort of stop dominating like this, and I've just been doubting them and saying that no, it's it's. Uh, you know, a, a, a figment of imagination a little bit, a little bit of whoever they're playing, their opponents happen to have really bad days, happen to have some really bad opponents. They look dominant on paper, but they're not really that that dom- Well, yeah. I still can't say that they look that dominant because I haven't seen them still yet. But, man, on paper, no one's been more dominant than the, than the Bills outside of their one loss. So,
2: no, I believe on they're, paper. The, they're one of only a, a handful of teams after week five, to be plus one hundred um, in <laughs> differential, and I believe the stat was the other two teams who had that after fight won the Super Bowl.
0: Uh-oh. Uh oh, one of those stats.
2: That's one of those. Oh. Here it is.
0: It, it's all set up for them. Then the yeah. rest of the season is just uh, gravy.
2: <laughs> Everything is you know set what? up for him. I couldn't win a game against you head to head to save my life, but man, I want to. I want to lock you did we we what well, we did because we
0: yes uh locked horns or locked uh picks again uh with a double lock and it actually came through this time instead of uh, week four when they it went down in flames uh so yeah the titans came through and, and beat the hell out of the jaguars and uh gave us both a, a win for that lock so good good on you here first lock of uh, of the season so we're uh, sitting at four locks for me now to your one you still got some some work to do and for the week week 5 uh gave me a, an 11 and 4 uh and you with a 6 and 9 with, of course with that one push Uh, First push of the year, that Green Bay game, which I I guess Cincinnati should have won that one completely. Uh,
2: You know, uh, that (laughs) game—if there's ever a game that deserved to be a tie, it was that one. (laughs) Nobody deserved to win that game.
0: With all the kickers uh, just missing left and right, yeah, I guess that would be uh, that would be accurate. So, it deserved to be a push, and, and it was indeed a push. So, that puts me on the year at forty five and thirty four and you're at thirty five and forty four so exactly ten games behind after five weeks, but like you said, longest season of the year, a lot of time for you to make it up and a lot of time yeah. for me to screw it up
2: and we've both been yeah, we've both been uh way more than this behind <laughs> in, in 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 our history of doing this.
0: Yeah, if you did uh, bet on football, this is the sound that would just be in your house all the time. It just would be constant over and over. You would keep that recovering and reviving. That was me and...
2: Thursday night. That was me <laughs> Thursday night because I can't even imagine. Even when you have the card or the sheet that tells you when you go for two, you don't. That, that, that's not when you, you don't go for two there. It made no sense. Why would you go for two down eight? Where if you don't make it, you're you're gonna have to still score another touchdown and go for two again. And you should have seen the the the, the comments uh, like in on in news articles and on no. Twitter about you know about you know like, like Nick Sirianni must have had money on this one. Who does mm-hmm. that? I mean, it was it was one of those where you're just left like I was perfectly fine. Like okay, it's gonna be a push.
1: They go right. twenty-eight
2: twenty-one. Nope, they go for two and get it, and then they never see the ball again. Nope, then I was they, gonna then, then they horribly mismanaged the clock on their end when Tampa was in a position where they could have either run it down to either like kick a field goal. No, no. Philly just completely mismanaged that and let them get to the point where they called the wrong time out. And then let Tampa get the first down on a third and one. So then they can just kneel it down. Uh, just, just, well, every, just numb. No, yeah. If I had money on that, I would have been <laughs>
0: nauseous. Every angle, every way that they could possibly make it to where Philly covered it. it sounds like it's, uh, it's how that turned out. Yeah. Uh, No, I was, you BB too. And I was going to, you're wondering how could they go for two in a situation where it doesn't make any sense at all to go for two. And those people were suggesting it, and I was, um, I had my hand on a button to click it. And then there's only one reason. (laughs) Somebody find the Hebner twins to see if there's money hanging out of their pocket. Are they involved with the NFL? There's a
2: a guy who posts his, his betting ticket where he had uh, like all these prop bets within the game, and it was like a, a $20 bet, and all of these prop bets had to hit, and the guy would have won something like $1,800. Yeah. And the one out of all the props that didn't hit was Tampa minus six and a half. Oh. He had all the other ones. This guy to score a touchdown. This guy to be the last person to score a touchdown. This guy to rush for this many yards, and at the very top of the ticket, Tampa Bay minus 6.5. In a game, folks. mind you, where they're up twenty-eight to seven midway through right. the third quarter,
0: folks. That's why. That, that, that's why it's called gambling. That's all I can tell you. And yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm the one out of us too, that has the the terrible stories of bets just yeah. like that parlays where everything is aligned perfectly <laughs> until yeah. that last moment, and it's so, like really, really.
2: So uh, the comedian Norm Macdonald died, right? Yep,
1: yeah.
2: and. I, I always liked him, so I was like, "Okay, he died." So it turned out I was like, listening. I, I ended up, of course, he's dead, so he doesn't really get the residuals. Listen, I, I got one of his, his his audio book. I'm listening to it, and it's funny. Um, it's a lot of it's about gambling because I guess he had a big gambling problem. Oh. And uh, one of the lines in the book says that gambling is a disease, but it's the only disease where you can make a lot of money.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah,
0: drinking, takes yeah. the money away. Uh-huh. uh Hospital diseases where you got to get treated, that takes money out of your pocket. Yeah. Gambling, hey, I might have a disease, but that disease just made me up $500 tonight. Yeah. Let's go
2: pretty, party. That's pretty pretty funny stuff there, but when you think, you know, that that's actually yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's actually kind of true. Yeah, that, that it is. So, uh, yeah. I'm still a
0: disease because you get addicted to that feeling, and then when it goes bad, it goes really bad, so. Right,
2: a lot of the gambling isn't about the money; it's about the rush, the rush, that's the, yes. the thrill of winning. You know, as it, it, actually, the money is sort of secondary at that point.
0: Exactly, because when I won a lot of money, what's the next thing I did the next night was bet that, that money
2: and try to yeah, you wanted that double it or you, or you
0: know, yeah, yeah, to get that even higher feeling, and yeah, that did,
2: didn't work out. For yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I had the total opposite of that this last weekend. Uh. And Thursday yeah. night. So I'm glad I'm, I'm not here to talk about the past. Let's, let's do these picks. <laughs> all right, Mark. <laughs>
0: um, I will be talking about my Virgin Voyages experience, me and my wife, uh, of course, in the after show uh, after we do our picks and want to know how to listen to the after show and how to get in contact with the show and all that good stuff. Here is me to tell you about it for the next couple minutes. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio but only here on the website blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDray when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show, and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and look through our archives, or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You will get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, InMuchLessDetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is InMuchLessDetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDray and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or Me is strictly prohibited. All right, we get to pick... 13 games the rest of week six after the Thursday nighter. Only 13 because four teams are finally getting a bye after five weeks of football and all the injuries. Four teams actually get to finally get a rest. Atlanta, New Orleans, the Jets, and San Francisco. Only 13 games for us to pick the rest of this hour. And, of course, remember, I didn't watch any football last weekend, so all of my insight and intellect is even more bullshit than it usually is. So just keep that in mind we will start tomorrow morning in England, uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium once again the NFL the best of the best over to England to showcase itself and so we get Dolphins Jaguars yeah, yeah. so Miami's 1-4 and, and the Jaguars are 0-5 uh, injury news, uh, Devontae Parker is down with a hamstring injury Xavier Howard is out uh, a cornerback for Miami. But Tua time is back. Tua, Tango Valoa, has been cleared, and he will be back under center for the Dolphins. And that will make Miami the slight favorite on the uh, neutral side. The Dolphins are minus three versus the Jaguars.
2: Yeah, the best thing for the Jaguars that can happen after all of the Urban Meyer turmoil and what you have to figure, if things went south might have been an extremely, let's say, unfriendly, uh, home, uh, home crowd is, is to get the heck out of the country. You know, go go play at the home away from home. Go go play in London. Um, you know, see how you know, see how much this game is on the radar for the for the Londoners or whatever. Are they playing in London or what? Is is this London or somewhere else? It is London. London. Okay, it's, it's London, a different so.
0: stadium. It's a new stadium
2: yeah. for right. The new So they're sticking up the somewhere team, else, right. but you know, we'll we'll, we'll see if. Uh, if Tua can come back and 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 right the ship, uh, I, I'm not very high on Tua. Jacksonville stinks, but I think just getting away from the country actually helps the Jaguars here. I'm going to take the Jaguars here to spring the the home upset <laughs> in London because um, I just I just don't trust Miami and I think getting out of the country actually might help their psyche a little bit. They're they're both trash. We pick them all.
0: Yep, pretty much. Yeah, the London Jaguars. Uh, Tua coming back to get whooped by the uh, the London Jags. You know what? That makes all the sense in the world. I concur. I don't have any <laughs> extra insight. I'm also taking the Jags in there. I got to
2: you. you got to me about these ones I like.
0: <laughs> nope, I, I'm with you on this one. I, I, you know, I don't care for Tua either. We both are definitely in the same boat there. We both look at Tua's play, and we say, no, that's, that doesn't look good, so – uh, until he proves otherwise, we're probably going to be against uh, the two. And, of course, the Dolphins are the way they're being run. We're not fans of that either. So, yeah. No. Jags. Go Jags. Uh, back stateside on Sunday afternoon. Tomorrow we will go to New York where the Giants are hosting the Rams. Uh, L.A. at 4-1, Giants at 1-4. But both quarterbacks surprisingly uh, very um, successful and, uh, and and potent. Uh Danny Dimes has been uh, a, a, almost a revelation this year uh, against Matthew Stafford, who of course, has been awesome. Uh, Rams, huge favorites on the road. They uh, are minus eight points at the Giants.
2: This game is strange. Uh, Saquon Barkley down again, uh, although yep. it looks like uh, Sterling Shepherd may be back for this one. Uh, he's been upgraded to probable, uh, so we'll see. I don't know if that's anything else is, has come along. So Danny Dimes gets one of his weapons uh you know, back Uh, Darius Slayton though, still questionable. So he's still got the hammy. So we don't know if he's going to be back yet. So that ends up being kind of a 50, 50 proposition. Um, No, no Barkley. This is a spot where I actually, I think if they were at a little bit more, you know, full strength or closer to full strength, I think I might've taken the giants here uh, to be upset minded. It's still a lot of points. And, you know, and this is, again, this is that West Coast team traveling east. Weather doesn't really look to be an issue here. Um, Yeah, just just too much missing from that team right now uh, for the Giants. You know, I don't know if they're going to be able to take advantage of a lot of the opportunities. The Rams defense hasn't been that great, but you got to figure with not much of a running game and then missing wide receivers are going to be coming after. Daniel Jones quite a bit. So I, I think there, that's going to be enough. Maybe this could be that Rams sort of get off game on defense. I'm going to go ahead and take the Rams here. Although begrudgingly take the Rams.
0: Yeah. West coast teams uh, going East is a thing this week. There's like three or four of those. Yeah. If you want to count the Sunday nighter. Um, so it's, it's, this is uh, one of those early ones though, at, uh, you know, one o'clock Eastern. So 10 o'clock local time for the Rams to get up and try to do their thing. Uh, Always tough, never easy, um, but like I said, two quarterbacks ready to light it up, but one of them is missing uh, his thud running back, so uh, Danny Dimes got to look back and rely on Devontae Booker to pick up the slack for the New York Giants, and I don't really believe in uh, Devontae Booker as a replacement for Saquon Barkley. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this one as well. L.A. Uh, defense puts Danny Dimes down, the uh, pass rush, holds the Giants in check and, and kind of, you know, washes the the mouth of Danny Dimes and some of those great stats he's been putting up and uh, puts him in his place a little bit. So uh, I, I'll concur and, and give those big eight points and, and take the Rams to come out on top. Uh, moving on to one of the greatest, if not the greatest rivalry in the league, the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears, certainly the longest. That's the part that can't be argued. Uh, they played more than anybody else. Uh, four and one Packers, three and two Bears, and I was listening on a podcast on my way home that the Bears feel like they should be zero and five, and they're three and two. So I don't know uh, what that means exactly. I, I kind of, well, I kind of know what that means—that they certainly their wins have been more along the lines of "Really, y'all,
2: y'all won that one?" Okay.
0: Um, so no surprise that Green Bay, the big favorite here, Packers are minus six in Soldier Field at the Bears.
2: Yeah, no, uh, no, no. David Montgomery, the Bears' backup, is injured, so we're getting the the third string uh, running back now. Is this Khalil Herbert, I believe, is the yes. starting running back now for the Bears. Okay, uh, the Packers had the uh, you know the the missed field goal fest last week with Cincinnati. Uh, I, I, I don't see this going particularly well for the Bears. The Bears got got fat against the Vegas team that was going through all the Gruden turmoil with the with the emails coming out and those then more emails come out now you got other people wrapped up in this uh with the this is all stemming from the investigation into the into the Washington mess um with that front office and the treatment of it, of its staff and all that so Gruden gets uh, that would be up a perfect that.
0: team name for him the Washington mess that's the, yeah. that's on target right there <laughs> the
2: swamp <laughs> The swamp, swamp. the swamp, the swamp (laughs) things. We'll call them the Washington swamp things. I think that's perfect. Um, And yeah. And, uh, you know, that whole mess. I think the Bears took advantage of of a Vegas team that was really just, you know, their their heads were somewhere else. And I, I don't see the Packers after kind of laying that egg, coming back and laying another one. You know, if the Bears had gone into Cincinnati and just whipped them like we thought they would, maybe they would have been more ripe. But the good teams, even when they win, you kind of get the scare. You usually tighten things up. You bounce back the second week. I don't think that the Bears are going to be able to take advantage of where the Packers are weak right now. They're a little banged up on the back end. Uh, Justin Fields, he's – yeah, his QBR, I believe, is 17.1 right now. You know, so (laughs) – It's going to but be a bumpy ride. But take ride. out the He's bad games and
0: he'd be okay, right? He's
2: a rookie. I love the narrative. You know, the narrative in the media—they're they're, they're battling for first place. We usually know how these go. <laughs> this happened a couple seasons ago when when we had a similar situation where the Bears had started off kind of hot and then they they go rolling up to the Packers like, oh man, we bad, you know, we're gonna we're gonna roll in there. We're gonna show these guys. Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Rogers owns these guys. I'll take the Packers. Give the points. Uh, so yeah, you
0: mentioned Montgomery uh, with that bad knee injury. Damian Williams got the goop so he's down yeah and that's why uh herbert gets to step in and and uh he'll be on running the ball for the bears uh no kevin king uh again with a shoulder injury so that's That's good good. for the the packers (laughs) always good when they're uh missing their cornerback that doesn't seem to know where he is uh yeah bears defense has to come through and win this one for for justin fields they have to find a way to hold down Aaron Rodgers and uh, of course that's that's not historically a good thing. The, when the Bears have to rely on the D to stop Aaron Rodgers they usually come up short in that scenario. So yeah, this I'm trying to keep it uh, simple with a lot of these games since I don't really have a, a grasp on a lot of these teams because I haven't seen them much. Uh, those Bears wins, I, I haven't seen any of them. I didn't, I didn't see a stitch of that Raiders wins. I don't know how they did that at all. Um, But, yeah, basically this is uh, the Green Bay veteran organization and and veteran quarterback that owns the Bears, and the Bears, in order to overcome this, have to have a rookie quarterback and now a rookie running back come through and lead the offense over the Bears. No, no. I concur. I'm with you. I'm taking the pack, and I'm giving the six as well, as much as it pains me as a Bears fan. Still be rooting for for Fields and – What's his name? Khalil Herbert? Yeah. Khalil uh, Herbert. Go,
2: hey, who knows? You know what? Next man up, right? He could go insane.
0: Go for it. Let's hope so. Uh, Vikings and Panthers, speaking of next man up, more Chuba H- Hubbard? Hubba, Bubber, Hubba what, Bubba. What, yeah. More more Chuba Hubbard at running back for the Panthers as uh, Christian McCaffrey now put on injured reserve, so we know he'll be down for at least in the the next month or so. Uh, For the Vikings, their stud running back, Dalvin Cook, will make his return from his ankle injury that he tried to return from a couple of weeks ago and then got hurt again. So uh, definitely uh, one running back up and one stud running back down. Unfortunately, this this would be a great matchup uh, if both of those running backs were up, but it's not going to be the case. So probably as a result of that, the Vikings are the favorite. Uh, Two
2: and three Minnesota minus two and a half at three and two Carolina. Yeah, interesting line here to me. I, uh, you know, I don't know if this is, is 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 Vegas looking at this as two teams kind of going in different directions. Like Minnesota's kind of buttoning things down, getting a little over some of those uh, early season woes. You know, they had a uh, they they barely beat the Lions last week. Uh, that game was insane. Uh, the Lions coach actually cried after the game because they, they had the win. And I think they only left the the Vikings something like twenty some seconds, and and Kirk Cousins got him down in field goal range.
1: That was enough to, to kick the game left
2: now, now we had the Lions and and big points in that game, so you know we we saw that one coming a mile away. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if Sam Darnold throws three more picks again in this game. That Carolina defense they they went from three to two in a game that they lost um, because they were pretty uh, dominant on the defensive side of the ball against the Eagles. We know Kirk Cousins can be mistake prone at times. and We don't know how effective Dalvin Cook is going to be. I'll take Carolina here as a home dog.
0: This is one where I definitely am am feeling myself blindly here. I haven't seen any of the Vikings or the Panthers this year. Uh, I, I, I know that I thought the Panthers were a bit of a fraud with their early season defensive success because of some of their opponents, um, I don't know anything about how they lost to the Eagles because I wasn't able to watch. All I know is that picked the Eagles picks. to beat them, and they did.
2: Three picks. <laughs> That's yeah. what you need to know.
0: Well, this, whatever Next you think of the Vikings.
2: they down, they threw a pick. It's like, oh, whatever. right back in.
0: Whatever you think of the Vikings' uh, ability to come up short when they need to come up large, this is still another very tough test for the Panthers' defense. They're very highly ranked number two defense uh playing the vikings is is not going to be easy uh boy McCaffrey would have made this a very even fight. I would have had a really tough time uh if if c m c was was able to go, but uh because he 's not i 'm going to roll with the vikings uh, and their offense to uh overcome and and put it on the the panthers and uh yeah i don't like The way, you know, Cousins, the way he's been playing, I don't like uh, taking Sam Darnold over Cousins in a potential shootout. And like I said, the difference is now Dalvin Cook is there. Maybe he's uh, back healthy the way he's supposed to be and and definitely should make the uh, tilt the scales on the side of the Vikings in this one, in my opinion. So another chance for the Panthers' uh, defense to prove me wrong. So we'll see if they can do that. On to the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts in hot AFC South action. Ooh, boy. Uh, they're both 1-4, Houston's 0-2 on the road, Indy's 0-2 at home. NFL football, catch the fever. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, one of my favorite receivers to watch the last 10 years. He has not played all year. He has been finally cleared to return from his neck injury and play his first game of the season tomorrow, so we'll see if he makes a difference for the Colts. Uh, the Texans are going to have two offensive linemen out for this one, Laramie Tunsell and Justin Britt, uh, so good luck to them. Um, is this the biggest spread of the week? Uh, Okay, whatever you think of the Colts, they're the biggest favorites of the week, uh, which I I think that's more of a reflection on what people think of the Houston Texans. Uh, But Houston is plus 10.5 in the Dome at Indianapolis.
2: And uh, we made so much fun of Davis Mills going up against the Bill Belichick, you know, uh, record with his rookie, going against rookie uh, quarterbacks. And and, uh, Davis Mills played one hell of a game uh, against... (laughs) Against the Patriots, uh, he threw three touchdowns. He was actually the better quarterback on the field in that game, if you can believe that. Um, I can't. And, and they actually put a pretty big scare into the Patriots. Patriots had to make a, 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 a furious comeback uh, to actually pull that game out. 25, uh, I believe it was twenty-five, twenty-two 22 uh, was the final in that one. So, absolutely crazy. Um, it had a weird weird week last week. We had two games that ended twenty five twenty two. If you could if you could imagine, um, but, yeah, so
0: Oh, Green needed, Bay Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they needed a
2: huge uh, second half comeback to uh, to because Houston was really putting them on putting it uh, putting it on them. Bubba blah, blah. getting tongue tied. <laughs> um, I mean, I know Houston's bad, but this is still Carson Wentz being asked to you know cover over a 10 point spread I know Indy's got a nice defense but you know that's a lot of points and 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 we've at least seen a little bit of spark or I've seen enough of a spark out of Houston and Davis Mills like I said he gets his one drive he doesn't get his drive against Houston I mean against uh, Buffalo nobody's been getting drives on them hardly yeah. But he'll get he'll get a drive or two in this game, I think, and keep it under ten. I, I could see twenty four fourteen. I could see the hook actually coming in handy here. I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take Houston and all the points.
0: And the handful of notes that I scribbled uh, listening to some results of last weekend was General Mills lit up Belichick. What? Uh-huh. That, that's that's all I got. I was just like, really? That that happened? They stayed with with New England. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the Texans are—they uh, have some fight apparently, so that's that's good. Um, and that,
2: the uh, goals... General Mills was twenty-one of twenty-nine for three twelve with three touchdowns and no picks.
0: Wow, you know Belichick might want to retire just off of that. Like you <laughs> let him do that? Really? <laughs> yeah. Random Allen a, quarterback a, did that to you.
2: That was a twenty-two to nine game in the third quarter
0: in favor of houston yes huh interesting um uh, so yeah general mills ladies and germs he's uh apparently uh trying to step up and, and and be a thing 312 for the game for for general mills against against belichick yeah so my my, my view on that is you want to bet on him doing that again go for <laughs> it you, you, you got him you're taking him you're taking the points okay good luck uh, Indy and and you know what, pro football focus. Uh, game instead. Indianapolis tied with the Washington football team, second worst coverage grade in football all year. So if General Mills is going to light somebody up again, this would be a great time to do it. The Indianapolis Colts are getting gashed through the air to give up nine yards per throw. So General Mills, go forward. You got them. You should feel good about it. I I ain't doing it. I, I'm sorry I don't I can't make myself do, and and yeah uh, you know I'm certainly one of the biggest critics of, of Carson Wentz but look the results are there so far this year even with the bad ankles 15th ranked pass offense in the league 7.6 yards per throw that's without T.Y. Hilton they're they're competent they're actually trying to have a, a decent offense going for them and, and 14th I, and running the ball so they're balanced as well.
2: I know every time you say something like that, and you point out anything positive, it's like you're like throwing up in your mouth a little bit, aren't you?
0: I'm sure you could hear my insides turning as I mentioned the <laughs> fact that Carson Wentz is actually leading a, a middle of the road offense, which I didn't know if he was going to be able to do that, but he is. And so I'm actually going to take the Colts and, and give the ten and a half. That's a little ridiculous. The fact that the Colts are the biggest favorites in the league with, with all these great teams out there, uh-huh. but. Uh, I'm still gonna do it because it's General Mills, and I'm just not gonna bet on him doing that again. Pretty much that's all the right. reason why I'm, why I'm doing that. Uh, this should be a barn burner. L.A. Clippers, Baltimore Ravens. The Chargers are four and one. The Ravens are four and one, and they are lighting up scoreboards all over the place. Uh, Clippers are two and zero oh on the road. Ravens are two and zero oh at home. Uh, wide receiver injury news for both teams. Uh, no Sammy Watkins for Baltimore. He's got a hammy. And for the Chargers, uh, be careful. Mike Williams has a knee. He has not practiced all week. They have not ruled him out, but doesn't look good. So that might be a big key right there. Uh, Lamar Jackson uh, is a comeback master now. It's, I, I don't know when that started yeah.
2: happening. but uh, Another double-digit comeback. Two, two, that's two in a row.
0: It used to be the ugliest thing on television watching Lamar Jackson try to pass from behind, but apparently he's, he's, that's the last thing that was missing, right, for the Ravens' offense is tr- get some consistency downfield passing uh, with, with Lamar. So uh, it's over. They, they've solved the mystery. It's going to be uh, Bills, Bra- uh, Bill's Ravens in the AFC title game and they're going to score 60 points each, right? <laughs> yes. All solved. Uh, but Justin Herbert and the Clippers might be standing in the way. Should be a real good one. Uh, Clippers are plus two and a half, so very slight amount of money going on L.A. Uh, L.A. plus two and a half at Baltimore.
2: Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens here. I think this is a bit of a, of a, a t- this is a tough spot. Another West Coast team going east, but yep. just like with Cleveland, who went to L.A. and I mean they put forty plus up on them, although uh, L.A. was able to put that right back up on uh, Cleveland. That game was that game was crazy. It was back and forth, but uh, I, I actually thought that Cleveland. You know, from seeing what I saw, being able to follow that game as much as I could, I actually thought Cleveland outplayed L.A., and like I said, L.A. got some some help. I'll just say that in the nicest possible way. But here's another uh, opponent that plays right to the weakness uh, of the Chargers and the strength of the Ravens, and that's the run game. At DFL, uh, they're still DFL against the run, the Chargers are. You know, yep. Cleveland went on the road and, and, and was able to exploit that some. And put up a lot of points, and they went in L.A.'s. You know, they went into the Chargers' building and did it. I don't think it's going to be as easy taking that DFL rush defense to Baltimore, uh, you know, and trying to stop Lamar Jackson and then whoever they decide they're going to throw out there at running back because that's that's been a, a revolving door. And even with all those running back injuries, because you have the threat in Lamar Jackson, that's still the fourth best rushing offense in football. So, I think Baltimore puts the puts the clamps down on this one and I think they uh, just run all over the chargers. So I'll take Baltimore and give the points.
0: Yeah, you got LA going East, uh, another uh, one o'clock Eastern start. Baltimore has to go on a short week off of that crazy comeback overtime win on Monday night. So there's a bit of a handicap there for those, both of those two teams. Um, But you, you summed up all my points and covered uh, my, my picks. So i I'm, thankful for that to save some time um both quarterbacks have been basically unstoppable but the Baltimore offense is just more versatile right now like Lamar is actually a a very potent threat in the air Sixth ranked passing offense fourth ranked running offense as you pointed out versus BFL running uh defense in the LA Clippers 4.9 yards per carry versus 5.6 what the Clippers are giving up and so that's the thing. Even if Baltimore struggles running the ball, which they probably won't, they can go to the air now with Lamar in his, in his deep game, which is whatever it's going to turn out to be for the season right now, he's hot through the air. You can't deny that. 9.1 yards per throw is sick. And that's what Lamar Jackson is doing right now.
2: And that's oh, what's the that crazy reason.
0: drops. Think about those drops. Oh. oh, if Hollywood wasn't dropping them all over the place, he'd be up at uh, over 10. Uh, so yeah, I'll concur and, and, and take the Ravens. You know, respect what the Clippers have done so far, but the Ravens are are really hard to stop right now. They're doing it on you know however you want it, running and throwing. Uh, moving on to the Bengals and the Lions, won't be spending any time on this one either. No matter if, whether your uh, opinions match up with mine or not, I won't be spending a lot of time on that. Uh, the three and two Bengals are minus three and a half at the zero and five Lions.
2: Yeah, this game is not very good. Uh, Cincinnati probably they they had all the chances in the world to beat the Packers last week. They lose in, in in heartbreaking fashion. But then you have the Lions who lose even worse that they made their coach cry. I mean, <laughs> man, I I can't pick that. You know, <laughs> I, I I just can't. I mean, I, I like I respect the Lions and that they've got a ton of fight for a bad team for a winless team. They're fighting really hard, but you just lost in such a heartbreaking way that you made your your ankle, the ankle biter, right there's the tough guys now you made that dude cry you're so terrible i'll take cincinnati
0: uh and you did take my points dan campbell already crying after a quarter of a season dude that's not what kneecap biters do you don't sit there after a quarter of a season and cry
2: there's no crying in football come on man you made that uh, dude cry
0: but yeah, you know, the problem is Detroit keeps covering spreads, so you they still got to be uh, concerned. Wouldn't it be just perfect if they lost this game by three? Oh, <laughs> Wouldn't what? that make perfect sense? Yeah. Um, Cincinnati's coming off that brutal loss as well against uh, Green Bay in that back and forth game. Um, but yeah, I'm going to concur and take Cincy and give the three and a half. The Lions feel like they've kind of. Not, not luck their way into a lot of those covers, but some of yeah, a little luck in some of them. And uh, it, it feels like they're a, a worse team than they're, they're against the spread record indicates. In the, so. And
2: they had the Vikings. They had them beat. Mm. They even went for two to to go for the win and got it. And, and still managed to blow that thing.
0: Because lion's going to lion. so Yeah. I'll concur, but I'm afraid of the hook.
2: I'll admit that. That was actually 41 seconds that were left on the clock when they took the lead of that game. Um, To then lose.
0: In today's NFL, that's a lot of time. It is.
2: It's like college now.
0: (laughs) Don't leave them 10 seconds. That's too much time. Uh, All right. Uh, Insensitive mascot, Bowl, uh, Kansas City and Washington. Uh, They're both two and three. And that is maybe the biggest surprise of all, that the, the Chiefs are at that level. 1-1 uh, one and one on the road, Washington 1-2 and two at home. Uh, Terry McLaurin has a tight hammy, so that's a concern. Uh, he was said to be feeling good today, so I guess he's going to give it a try. Uh, but they will definitely not have Curtis Samuel, a wide receiver, on the Kansas City side. Defensive guy's missing. Uh, the pass rusher, Chris Jones, is out. The cornerback, Traverius Ward, is out. Kansas City already struggling defensively, so that might be a real problem. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire uh, on IR with a bad knee off of whatever happened to him last week. So Daryl Williams is going to be the really? man.
2: Yeah, he, he's messed up. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's he's
0: down. Yeah. So they, they got the issues there. Um, Kansas City still, of course, favored. Still much the better team. Uh, they're seven-point favorites on the road at the Washington Potato Skins.
2: If Washington's defense was playing anywhere close to the level that they were playing at last year, I think this would have been an easy upset alert type game. Um, but I don't. Ex- I think this is going to go very similar to the game that Kansas City had a couple of weeks ago, where they had to go to Philadelphia, and in Philadelphia they hung around, and I have a feeling that, that Tyler Heineken, he's, he's going to hang around for a little while. Oh, man. But yeah. I still think by the end of the game, this is going to probably be a, a two touchdown or plus win for the Chiefs. Um, they got to be a little angry right now. They're playing against a team with a bad defense, just like they have. And I don't think that Washington is going to be able to go score for score all game long. I think eventually it's just going to be Mahomes kind of winning out on talent here. I think he's the decision, you know, the deciding factor in this game. So I'm going to go ahead, just just like looks just like KC Philly to me. Probably might have the same type of score where it gets out of hand late. So I'll take the Chiefs, give the points.
0: And you are reading all of my notes tonight. Kansas City uh, bounced off a loss to the Clippers by killing an NFC East team on the road in the Philadelphia Eagles. Do they do the same thing here? Do they rip the football club? Uh, You say they will. Um, I say two awful defenses, but Washington, at least their defense can be much better. I don't know about the Chiefs. I don't know if their defense is going to be able to rise up and and do anything against anybody right now because they're just they're bad and they're hurt, which is a really bad combination. Uh, So I'm going to take those points. I'm not taking the upset, but I will take Washington to hang in there and stay close uh, within seven. Just uh, another two point conversion randomly for no reason to to lose by six. I'll, I'll take that again. I'm uh, to Arizona and Cleveland. This actually starts late afternoon action. Even though they're in Cleveland, they're playing this one at four o'clock Eastern time. Uh, so it is uh West going East, but at least the game is in the uh, later afternoon, the undefeated five and O Arizona Cardinals are going to be underdogs in this game, probably because the coaches are all out with the goop. The head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, the, uh, quarterback coach Cam Turner out with the goop. Uh on the other side of the football, Chandler Jones, the stud pass rusher out with the goop. They have a, they're having a goop attack right now, uh in Arizona. So the the last undefeated team in football is actually a three and a half point dog at the dogs, at the dog pound.
2: Yeah, we we had this happen uh like last year or a couple of years ago where we had I mean, probably last year with COVID where we had all the coaches um, we're, we're missing for a game. I, I don't remember that being a huge problem in that game. I don't actually see it being a huge problem in this game either. Uh, that offense is, is ridiculous right now. I'm pretty sure they're going to have, you know, I think they're going to have this pretty well figured out. Uh, and then Arizona, they go out and they trade for Zach Ertz.
1: Like, yeah.
2: like they didn't need any, you know, any more help. They go out and they get a, a Pro Bowl caliber tight end just, just to throw into the mix in that offense. I mean, that team is just completely loaded right now. And they're playing
1: That's,
0: respectable Also weird, defense. though, because uh, for some reason the Eagles wanted to give, like, Ertz a, a, a send-off on Thursday night. They made him captain. Yeah. They had him out there uh-huh. uh, playing a little bit. So they played him knowing they were about to trade him, which is really stupid yeah. because he could have blew out his ACL. <laughs> That's true. Um,
2: made him cry, too.
0: But crying. And, and but what that means is still being in week six. Uh, that means he's not eligible to go play for Arizona. It'd be cool if he could play for two teams in one week, but he's actually not going to be playing in that yeah. one.
2: No, I know I know he won't be playing in this game, but they just still went out and then added to that team, um, which, which is just crazy. Uh, you know, but Cleveland, they don't they don't throw it very well, but they can run the ball a lot. Arizona doesn't you know stop the run particularly well. I, it's going to probably be a back and forth type of game um but both teams are really good uh we got three and a half on this one you said that's right i'll take that hook
1: yeah.
2: uh i don't know if arizona necessarily wins but i don't know if cleveland covers that number either so i'll go ahead and take arizona possibly, probably to lose but not by more than three
0: uh no nick chubb for the browns he's got a calf injury uh or jarvis landry the possession receiver yeah. he's got a knee injury uh, but the problem for Arizona is uh, they're not DFL in run defense, but they're damn close. They're 28. They're, bad. they're giving up, up 5.4 yards for carry. Uh, they're playing the team that's probably got the best backup running back in the league in Kareem Hunt. So just because Nick Chubb is out doesn't mean they're not going to get gash for 170 yards on the grounds. They probably will still anyway. Uh, both quarterbacks are a little beat up, but Cleveland wants to rely on the ground game anyway. Uh, so they're, more than happy to take the pressure off of Baker Mayfield and, and just rely on the ground. Uh, Kareem Hunt should go wild. Chandler Jones being out is a big, big deal for me because uh, that leaves the back end uh, more vulnerable for Arizona because they don't have the guy up front, which uh, who creates all the pressure and makes the uh, Baker Mayfield make a bunch of dumb mistakes. I probably still take Arizona with all the coaches missing uh, if Chandler Jones is in there wrecking shop and, and creating havoc, but he's not. So I'm actually going to take Cleveland and give the three and a half. I, I think they'll win a, a slugfest by like 10 points or something like that. I I know the Arizona air game has been humming along and Kyler Murray has been awesome, but uh, this this feels like a Miles Garrett uh, game for me to make a, a bunch of appearances in the backfield. And, and, Turn the game for uh, for Cleveland and and really grind it out in a in a run based victory for them. Uh, on to AFC, AFC West action: the Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos. Uh, Vegas is three and two, and Denver is three and two, and Vegas has some issues, so they're uh, they're the underdog here. Good good luck to what's his name? Let me get my notes here: Rich Bisaccia the Man taking over for John Gruden. Uh, just don't write any dumb emails. That's free advice from me. Oh man, uh, Vegas plus four at the Denver Broncos.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm locking this one up. I'm taking the Broncos. No. We the narrative. The narrative lock worked both. Uh, for both of us last week right you got to take the team with the with the coach who's being a dumbass uh you know what you just got your coach fired uh, the team's not particularly happy about it we don't know what to expect out of this new coach and you got to go face the Vic bangio defense so they don't even get the soft landing here they got to go up to mile high and try to bounce back from all of these problems and they have to do it on the road against a competent offense and a really good defense. Uh, and after what they just did against the Bears with the mild distraction when they still had the coach, now he's, they don't even have him now. So, yeah, I'll take Denver. Lock it up.
1: Hmm. Uh,
0: do the Raiders use the Gruden thing as a springboard, or is there too much tur- turmoil? Is there just so much swirling around that they can't overcome it and, and put forth a good effort uh, yet? Maybe later on in the in the year that they sort of get past all of this. Maybe they can focus a little better. Um, I'm I'm definitely afraid of them sort of rallying around each other and saying, you know, us against the world and putting forth their best effort, something like that. So I definitely can't lock up Denver. Um, but I will uh, concur with you and go with Denver and give the four. Uh, I'm also afraid I was watching the the stats and seeing the fact that, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers finally figured out what the hell they're supposed to do with the first-round running back, and they actually used him correctly against Denver and uh, helping them get that victory, which didn't make any sense because you, why did you not do that the first four weeks of the season? I don't quite understand. So will the Denver run defense rebound uh, from what Pittsburgh did to them? And I think they will because uh, the Raiders also, like the Steelers, don't seem to know what to do with their running backs. Uh, they're having blocking issues as well. They're having offensive line issues. So I think uh, they're actually going to stay down uh, in the, the twenty. The 29th right now in running. And I think they'll stay there, uh, unlike Pittsburgh. I don't think they'll rise up like the Steelers did. Uh, so I will concur uh, in the defensive effort and take the uh, Denver Broncos and give the four. Uh, can lock it up with you. No, no three uh, Kumbaya locks uh, in a row. We've That's okay. I need out. to, I
2: need to try to catch up. So pick a bad right. one. Uh,
0: the Patriots and the Cowboys. Uh, this one's at new England. Uh, but the, the shine is starting to uh, wear off of uh, Mr. Belichick because uh, they're having some, some games where you think the mad genius would sort of outscheme everybody that hasn't happened on some of those occasions. So, Now you get the Cowboys coming in and Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott as as hot as they are Uh, four and one Cowboys are minus three and a half at the two and three Patriots.
2: Yeah. Who'd have thunk, right? We'd be seeing the new England being like home dogs in in, in any of these spots. I mean, it's, it really is a different world that we're in right now. But that, that Dallas offense is really good. I mean, New England's defense has been playing admirably, uh, but their offense you know where you can get Dallas is you can get them because the back end is trash. It's DFL, worst worst pass defense in the league. I don't think Mac Jones is going to be able to go like, tit for tat with, with Dak Prescott and that offense where they can they can run it, they can throw it. They they don't play much defense, but I think the offense just sort of very similar to the KC Washington game. I think Dallas's offense just sort of overwhelms the Patriots here, and uh, I'll take them and give and, and give them a cover.
0: And uh, worrisome for the Cowboys is their the top thief in the league, their cornerback Trayvon Diggs. Who he may not make a lot of uh, coverage plays, but he likes to run around and get a lot of interceptions. He's got more picks than anybody uh, this year, but he's a game time decision with an ankle injury. Um, But the Cowboys' offense rolling in uh, to to play the Belichick's uh, that crazy. Family, the the father and son duo that, with the crazy facials that the NBC loves to put out there. This is not an NBC game, thankfully, but uh, yeah, the Belichick's don't have don't seem to have a lot of answers for a lot of uh, talented guys that come in. So uh, I know they co- they covered against the uh, Buccaneers, but I think the Cowboys' offense is humming, humming just about as well. I don't think they're going to cover the three and a half here. So I will concur with you and take the Cowboys. On Sunday night, the aforementioned Steelers uh, host the poor, poor, beleaguered Seattle um, and We all you know, obviously know the deal with Seattle. Oh, God, Geno Smith is going to be there uh, at quarterback for the foreseeable future the next month, maybe two, thanks to the Russell Wilson finger injury. And if that's not bad enough, they have to say goodbye to Chris Carson, their running back who has a neck injury and went on injured reserve. Uh, The Steelers say goodbye to Juju Smith-Schuster for the year with a shoulder injury as well. So both teams a little beat up. uh, But quarterback situation obviously is much worse for Seattle. They are five-and-a-half-point dogs at Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, the Pittsburgh offense is trash, but nothing's going to get you right faster than having Seattle going east with the DFL defense. I almost locked this game up. It's just... I don't never I never know which Pittsburgh team I'm going to get, but I'll I'll take yeah. Pittsburgh. I'll give the points. It's all it's all God, Gino Smith. That <laughs> Pittsburgh defense is still pretty good. They're going to eat his lunch. Give me Pittsburgh.
0: Right, that's the thing. How can you possibly trust the Steelers? Um, you don't know what you're going to get at all. I, I saw that result, and I saw how they did it, in the, in the statistics. And I was like, really? Now they decide? You, you know, it just made perfect sense because I was, you know, you, you said you were done with them and they're dead to you. And now yeah. they decided to figure it out. And I was pretty much feeling the same way as you did. But now they uh, they, they figured it out. Go Steelers. Bryce and Brooklyn's happy again. Everything is, is well. Um, and they're playing, oh, God, Geno Smith. Um, I'm going to concur. I'm going to take Pittsburgh uh, and give the five and a half points. Uh, Geno, can I? keep up uh denver will get or uh not denver but ben will get right against the legion of room i concur with you on that one and i'm still not locking it up i'm saving that for monday night buffalo and tennessee the four and one bills destroying everybody the three and two titans hanging on and the bills are the big favorite they're minus 6 on the road in nashville on monday night
2: yeah you can't run on them you can't really throw on them uh they're the best team in football i'll take I'll the bills give the points
0: Well, you know I can play the sounder for myself. But you don't know who I'm playing it for or why. Julio Jones working his way back from injury. He looks like he's going to come back and finally play for the Titans. Uh, Even if Buffalo keeps this up and spanks the Titans, can they keep it up at this level all year? I, I don't know. But the Titans, they eat up the underdog role. Last year, week five, Beautiful game. Titans 42, Bills 16. I'm locking up the Titans. They're going to bust up the the Buffalo Bills and show everybody that they're not quite as good as they think they are. I am all about the Titans and Derrick Henry busting up the Bills this week and, and putting a little hurting on them and letting them know, hey, y'all might be pretty good, but we're still pretty good ourselves. So That's my lock for this week. The Titans two weeks in a row. That I'm locking up the Titans, and hopefully they'll come through for me. Uh, I guess I'm really, really just a Bills hater right now. It just yeah,
2: we just the Bills hate. I,
0: I just believe it. I haven't seen them, so I can't say that you know that I see something wrong. But I just, I just I just can't really go with them right now. I I, just, I don't believe in them. We'll see more on our after show when we come back. <laughs> And now into our VIP after show program, yeah, like you're, you're, you know, hipster Jay with the bills. You were there before anyone else. I'm, I guess I'm trying to be hipster Dre, putting the thumbs down to the Bills, bill. Okay. They're, they're caught. They're, they're killing people. A lot of teams can have, you know, four or five six game stretch where they're destroying everybody. That doesn't mean that's who they really are. That doesn't mean that's where they're going to be, you Uh-oh. know, once the are season calling, comes
2: you to end, Calling some Steelers action on the bills here, or are you just saying, they're good, but you just don't think they're, like, that good? I, I'm, I'm, you know, right. not, I'm just trying to trying to kind of get a, a probe for where you're at there.
0: Yeah, I can't say it's a Steelers-type thing from last year because you were basing that on watching the Steelers and seeing, despite their lofty record, like, okay, the, these guys aren't that good. Like, I'm looking right. at they were, them. And...
2: They were winning games. They just, like, they shouldn't have won that game. You know, that's <laughs> what you were sitting Like, that, oh, they won again, but uh, – how? Yeah, I, no, Bills are winning games. You're not going like, well, I think they could have lost that forty-five nothing game. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, it's more. It's obviously it's not what I'm seeing because I'm not. I haven't seen them. I don't know. Yeah,
2: no, I get it. It's
0: it's more that they're putting up such lopsided whoopings that is like really, really.
2: They're okay. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is great. A show on turf level stuff that they're doing right now.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm just not buying in that they're there right now. I, and I might be very, very wrong. And I, I'm very happy to get to see him finally Monday night against uh, the Titans and, and it should be a hell of an atmosphere. And I get to see for myself if they really have stepped to a, a whole nother level because what they're doing right now is clearly, you know, two or three levels above last year, right? And is yeah. that is that legit? Is that a team – Taking that next step, uh, you know, smack, right. smacking down the uh, the Chiefs and, and you know hitting Daddy in the mouth and saying we're the you know we're the big Daddies now, uh, is that legit? It, again, week five to do that, that's great, yeah. but that's uh, you know a little early to declare that somebody has taken over and and is now the big dog on the block. Um, but so that's all I'm saying is not that it's. One hundred percent illegitimate, but it's a wait and see thing. And then, as far as this game and locking up the Titans, like I said, I'm going. I'm going off of the feeling of uh, remembering last year. Again, the same, basically the same team in Tennessee with, uh, you know, the addition of Julio Jones, right? And, and Julio hasn't been there, so the addition right now is minimal. But it's still the same basic team with the addition of Julio Jones that beat the same Bills team, forty-two to sixteen in Nashville last year. Is now a six-point home dog? Really? Uh, okay. No, I'm, I'm not buying that one at all. I'm sorry.
2: No, that's fair enough. And the bill, yeah, the Bills ever since that uh, that sort of that clunker that week one, week four of the preseason, week one of the regular season, whatever you want to call it, since that clunker against Pittsburgh, um, yeah, they, they've rolled, they've literally rolled everybody up since then.
0: Oh, and I forgot the game uh, that Tennessee won last year. A.J. Brown was hurting that one. He wasn't playing in that one. So you got A.J. Yeah. and Julio for this one, and that same team at six-point dogs. No.
2: Yeah, I, um, I think it's the defense that you're mostly I, – I, you know, I don't think you're worried about that Bills offense. I think you want to see, like, is this really the number one defense in football? Really?
0: Yeah, let's, let's see you uh, hold down uh, King Henry and then – when Tannehill has to to throw to his big guys Jones and and yeah. AJ Brown, Let's see you hold them down too. Let's see you do all of that. And
2: yeah, I'm not buying that one. All right. Well, that'll be that. Well, I was. I mean, that was already a game I was going to watch anyways. So it's not like I need. Did. Yeah. I didn't need a reason to watch that because that's a really good game. That's you know two first place teams, uh, probably two teams that are still going to be in first place come the end of the season. It should be a good one.
1: Yeah, much um, better than definitely. the Sunday
2: night game. <laughs>
0: I'm definitely looking forward to the to the Monday nighter. Sunday nighter, not so much.
2: Yeah, you know, and this game was so far off my radar as far as lock potential. So, okay. Tennessee
0: plus six at home? Not really? That that one just, like, jumped out to me. Like, oh, oh,
2: oh yeah, yeah. I'm now, even it. if I had taken Tennessee, I, I would have locked anyway. it up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, well, you know, I, I, I get it.
2: I don't like that Raiders one. I definitely, uh, second after that, don't like Seattle going to Pittsburgh at all in this one. And that's not a pro-Pittsburgh pick. That's that's an anti-Seattle pick uh, because right. you got, oh, God, Geno Smith and the worst defense in football. And it's not even close. They're bad. They're, they're worse than the Chiefs.
0: <laughs> and the starting running back is out. Like,
2: Seattle, is, yeah, it,
0: they're in, there in a lot of trouble.
2: It would be just like Mike Tomlin to coach down to these guys, right? <laughs> and let Geno Smith come in there and win this game. Um, so, if, you know, if, any, if we had a crack production staff, that would be the, the sound clip that they would mine from me if Seattle wins the game, because then we could say I predicted it, even though I picked the Steelers, right? See how I played both sides there? Uh-huh. But That's my move. That, Usually I play both sides. Yeah. Yeah, so. We
0: Got caught in the Geno Smith trap or both it would It, on it after... would be
2: it would be just like Mike Tomlin to let Geno Smith <laughs> go in there and beat this team, wouldn't it?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, it would. It would be like Big Ben to uh decide to, uh, to have a clunker against the Legion of Room to just decide out <laughs> no I don't feel like throwing more than five yards down you know, I, the entire game. I
2: gotta say, how many seasons now? It's gotta be three, four seasons that we've been on this Legion of Room thing. Yeah i i I've still not heard anybody steal it from us yet,
0: I think we were actually a little too clever i I think people just kind of you know the legion of boom and then they and it went away and they just sort of let it go. They didn't really think to yeah. that, it's more of a, a snarky uh thing oh totally like, <laughs> that's
2: uniquely us
0: yeah so maybe someone else stole it like out of you know a morning zoo or you know sports zoo yeah. type of, type of show or something like that but you're not going to hear that on uh, the the Fox pregame or anything like that. They're a little too respectful still, I think, to the Pete Carroll and Richard Sherman and those guys. But that era is long, long gone, folks. Yeah,
2: there's no, uh, yeah, that, that's a ghost. Uh, that's a ghost, just like the ghost of Sean Taylor. He's getting his uh, his number oh, retired. Man. <laughs>
0: Uh, the reason I know about that is because I was reading on Twitter about the firestorm about yeah
2: that it's really the cynical. timing. It's so cynical. <laughs> now I have to ask a question without being insensitive. Uh, can you still say he's going in as a redskin, or does he go in as a, a football team?
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't know if they. I, I bet they. I bet they don't refer to the that that slur that you just uh, spit out there. I, I bet they don't refer to that at all. They're just going to say, "Great former Washington great." They, I don't know if they use football team. I don't know if they use yeah. that term, but former Washington football great, the great late, the late great Sean Taylor. I, I don't. Yeah. Well, I don't, all I don't all think I they pull out the R word.
2: Is if they're making if they're making this a uh, a tribute, and if there's anybody out there giving a speech. Somebody, I guarantee you, will drop the R word while, while they're giving that speech. You're
0: probably especially, right. I don't,
2: especially if it's a veteran guy. Oh yeah, uh, the old don't bring, guys. Don't yeah. bring out, yeah. Don't don't bring out any of the the hogs or Joe Seisman <laughs> or any of those guys because those guys will they'll, they'll just drop that just to get the pop. Because it, I, I hate to say it, it'll get a pop.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, Daryl Green will uh, be giving a speech, and he'll oh, do yeah.
2: it uh, accidentally,
0: but it'll still get a pop. You're
2: yeah. right, it'll get a pop.
0: No, uh, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they're going to uh, do that on purpose, but uh, but I think that, you're probably right. It will be uttered, but I don't know if that speech is going to get you know live action for people like us. Maybe on the you know the local TV in Washington, they might cover it, but I don't think we're going to get to see that particular. <laughs> Uh, ceremony, so we're not going to oh. really know what they do that. Oh, yeah, or not. But don't
2: worry; it'll be all over social media if it gets said or not said. Um,
0: Either way,
2: so, just curious, you know, because that was that was a you know he, he was was a great player. Uh, he didn't, <laughs> and, and, you know, for not playing very long because uh, he was only what twenty four, I believe, when he died. Um, right. To be to be that re- well remembered because he was he was that good.
0: Well look, we can cover uh Sean Taylor in his career because one of us has inducted the ghost of Sean Taylor into our his hall ghost. of infamy. So.
2: Well, that's because that was just a travesty <laughs> what Joe Gibbs yeah. did. You know. He's spinning <sighs> in his grave after what happened in that game. That was that Buffalo they were playing?
1: I think so. I believe so. that was
2: the Bills who yeah, because what the, the the Washington, I almost said it, <laughs> come out come out and decide to to play a man down. Come on. They play... They vacate his position on the field, so the Bills immediately decide, we're going to run at that big hole and rip off like a 17-yard carry. First, play- That set the tone for the whole game, and and, the, and, and Washington I almost did it again, <laughs> uh Lost the game.
0: Yeah, only a veteran coach could get away with, only a Hall of Fame coach could get away with something <laughs> like, let's start playing an NFL game intentionally a man down on defense yeah. because this game isn't hard enough. Uh, And then let's let's lose the
2: game because I decide to call back-to-back timeouts and and get the unsportsmanlike, which lets the Bills, I believe, kick the field goal to win the game because uh, you can't do that, Joe.
0: In case you're wondering why the legendary (sighs) Joe Gibbs is not the coach of the Washington football franchise anymore.
2: You you almost did it, too.
0: I I caught myself, (laughs) though. No no drinks. No drinks on me. (laughs) Uh, we are different on five games uh, tomorrow. That counts Monday night. That does not count Thursday. Yeah. So six total for the week.
2: Yeah, I got to get some games back here. I just got to chip away. Cause this has been, this has just been awful, the way I've been losing some of these games. I, I, I can't
0: even deny it or, or try that. You have had some absolute shit luck this year. There is no doubt about it. I'm not even going to try to take credit or say that I'm some sort of genius and I've been uh, studying hard and making better picks. I've been out of the country twice in the last month. So, no, it isn't that. It's just you've had some really crappy luck on some of these picks.
2: I mean, yeah, we're talking at least four games probably that have gone, like, ridiculously south on me at the very end, like that Washington-Atlanta game. That I mean, you just, uh, it's just it's just bad beat on the like last year though you were getting a lot of bad beats early, yeah. so it, it 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 turns the luck can change but yeah I'm, I mean,
0: I'm sure I'm just, this will even out this season too so
2: I'm watching some cre- yeah I, I'm waiting to come out on the right side of just one of these so far this year so far <laughs> it, it's been it's been very one sided but like you said when you especially when you're picking with point spreads so they have ways to even to even themselves out.
0: It's the middle of October. You will get your lion's share. Believe me, it's
2: it's still yeah. very early. I just need that glimmer. Need the glimmer.
0: <laughs> it's just a light. It's just a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not a train
2: coming on. Oh, that has been what it, that that's what it's been. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm I'm Tom flying into the train tunnel with the girdle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, we love our Tom and Jerry humor on this show. All right. Um, you ready for the uh, Virgin Voyages review? You uh, yeah. To you. yeah. Said you were looking forward to it. Um, I, I hope it's not going to be too disappointing. So uh, my wife and I did not get into any swinger action. We did not get into. Did uh, you
2: witness any?
0: Uh, we did not. Um, okay. So a, a little, I guess, yeah, disappointing if you're trying to be a voyeur and looking for some action. But I think there's a couple of mitigating circumstances that explain that. One just being that it's uh, a a new situation, a new ship, a bunch of people that probably are brand new. I'm sure there are some people that knew each other, but like the whole scene of the boat, the whole situation was so new and, and different uh, that I think a lot of people were probably sort of looking around waiting for other people to, uh, you know, do the wild thing and do the, and, and frankly we didn't go to any of the, the clubs. We didn't go to any like, you know, get togethers uh, late after dinner or something like that. We were all, you know, so we were still tired at every, after every uh, evening because of some of the activities and uh, some of the, um, one of the one of the days we did a whole lot of walking around, uh, visiting some Mayan ruins in in Costa Maya, Mexico, and I mean it was uh, the, the same damn uh, humidity, and immediately you walk outside and you're sweating uh, that we had when we went to Mexico last month. It's the middle of October. It hasn't changed. It's it was the same temperature. It was still 90 degrees, and it was still 750 uh, percent humidity. It was unbelievable. So just. Every time you go to Mexico, I guess it's going to be like that. I don't know, um, but yeah, that day just wiped us completely out. The day before that was this uh, exercise thing that they they had the word Simmons in there, so it made you think they were going to do a Richard Simmons video, but it wasn't that. Uh, they they called it VHS, and, and they said it stood for Video Headband Simmons. So you're thinking they're we're, you know us put on our workout gear and we're going to go down to the, to this stage and they're going to put in a, a Richard Simmons video and we're going to sweat to the oldies or something like that, which would have been kind of funny, but it wasn't that it was like eighties themed and every song they play was eighties and, you know, Madonna songs. And, you know, this being Virgin voyages and Madonna was the biggest star of Virgin records. So you uh, not surprised to hear Madonna songs, uh, in, at least in that setting, but I guess credit to them for having a restraint that you didn't hear Madonna like the entire cruise, which if I owned Virgin records and Madonna made the the millions and millions for me that she made, I would have Madonna playing like every half hour (laughs) everywhere on the cruise. I would have Madonna music playing because that's my biggest uh, star by far. So they had restraint as far as that goes. But anyway, yeah, a couple of the days we were uh, worn out, tired, Uh, that Richard Simmons thing was a they didn't have Richard Simmons at all. They had three people come out and do a, a workout and, and lead us in a workout. And it was like an hour long. And they even had a shake weight uh, that everybody, they, they had, you know, they had them at the door. You pick it up like a you know party favor and use a shake weight as part of your exercise and put it back afterwards. And uh, so it was, it was, it wasn't intense, intense, but it was, you know, we, we, we sweated. We definitely uh, got a workout. in. so even that was a, uh, um, you know there was definitely an overt i guess sexuality throughout the entire cruise um bordering on overt at, at least uh you know they tried to be a little coy about it but sometimes it was a you know very over the top that exercise thing was over the top where the uh you know there's two uh, guys and a woman that was leading the workout and they took turns one guy did you know 20 minutes another guy did 20 and the woman did the last 20 and when the guys are doing the shake, leading the shake weights, they're doing very obvious, uh, sexual innuendo, uh, as part of that. And, oh yeah, shake it. And, you know, this is so heavy. Uh, I can almost, uh, I can barely hold it with one hand. Oh, I got to use the other hand. Um, and then the woman <laughs> is doing her thing and she's got you on the floor doing hip raises. Remember the old, uh, uh hip raises in, in grade yeah. school and in gym class. And, uh, Ms. Terry didn't do it like her uh she didn't uh, thrust her hips in the air and grunt out loud and go
1: oh
0: and, and stuff like that so very uh very adult um the 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 sexuality was more humorous as far as that goes but yeah that was sort of the vibe of the whole trip of the whole uh virgin voyages is it's it's all adults and it's not you know sex at every corner. There's not people, you know, screwing on the, on the stairwells or anything like that. But, um, it's, it's very encouraging to be Mm -hmm. loose and free and and liberating and, uh, and and feel free to do what you want to do and feel free to be you. It's, you know, that type of of energy, that type of vibe. Um, so we went to, uh, we, the first night we board and we went to a, a pajama party at the 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 was scheduled to take place at the end of the night. So that probably would have led to some craziness um except it's rained really heavily, right? So we we're, we're out there uh, and where the pajama party was taking place the part of the boat was out was outdoors was outside. Oh. And so that's why when the rain started it just kind of because there, there's a section of the boat that there's bedding i, I don't want to say that it was, it's like a bed but it is like pillows like the type of sectional couch where you got the pillows going around that's what um a part of the uh, uh of the area looks like is it's got a uh some some pillows going around the the back wall there and you can sit there and maybe even lay there and, and go to sleep if you wanted to And and when we got up there there were some people already uh, you know laying on some of those pillows and then there were other comfortable chairs around and you could you know they, they weren't regular deck chairs they were you know cushion like almost uh mini sofas or couches in the in, you know round shape and you can see people falling asleep on there too so i think it would have been a, a an interesting pajama party if the conditions would have allowed it but um we got up there maybe, you know, 15 minutes in, it started raining like a little, and then it started raining like a lot. Like it just opened up. Um, and, but even that, before it opened up, we were sitting out there drinking our soft drinks. And one, a, a woman who works for the, uh, uh, for the ship came over and, you know, decent looking woman. And she, says, hey, you guys are hanging hanging around out here because it started raining a little bit at that point, but it wasn't enough to make us get up and leave. And we say, yep, so far hanging in. And the woman goes, okay, good for you. Uh, can I buy you a drink or something? And it's like, um, so that was that first sort of moment where you, because I've, you know, you've had a lot of people come up to you on a you know, on a trip or on a cruise or whatever that work for. The, the building or the uh, or the cruise line and say, hey, good to see you, good to, you know, I hope you're having a good time, stuff like that. Never had anyone offer you to buy us a drink before, and then so, you know, my wife and I are kind of looking at each other like, um, is this normal or, we weren't quite sure how to take that because it was one of those situations where it, it wasn't, you know, hey, let me. It wasn't a buddy-buddy. It was sort of like, can I buy you a drink? And, you know, with the eyebrow raised a little bit. So I, I don't want to say that that was something where we got, you know, accosted, but it might have been. I don't know, but we turned it down anyway. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, sort of that vibe. And then when we did finally move on to, uh, to the bar, um, because, you know, just to get out of the rain, Uh, We're sitting there, we're watching all these people, you know, go by and and just, you know, still dancing, you know, trying to find a a dry spot uh, to dance and keep the party going. They didn't cancel the um, pajama party because of the rain. They just, you know, kept it going. It's just everybody was sort of gathered in this one part of the bar that happened to be uh, in a dry area. And then some woman is sitting next to me uh, on the bar stool, just turns around and, and she has this glow stick and, Uh, I I don't know how drunk she was, but she kind of slow motion slapped my arm with the glow stick and smiled at me. And I'm like, um, okay. I I didn't know how to respond to that. So I just kind of go, where'd you get that from? And she was so drunk. It took her about 20 seconds to gather an answer. And finally she (laughs) stammered out. Someone just gave it to me. And I said, Okay. And I turned right back around and then went back to drinking uh, my, my soft drink. Uh, so, yeah, it was that kind of atmosphere. It, it was, wasn't was that it was sex, sex, sex everywhere. It was that it was a lot of open uh, conversation. It was a lot of – I've never spoken to more strangers uh, than I have on this trip because it was that kind of atmosphere. It was that everyone felt free to uh, enjoy – themselves and everyone felt free to start conversations with people they never met in their lives and just talk about the ship and talk about how much fun they're having and, and this that and the other and that and that was cool. I mean, I'm you know an introvert, so I wasn't completely comfortable with a lot of people talking to me and especially in the, uh, in this show that we went to that I'm going to describe. But uh, in general, it was just. It was a lot of fun. I think a, a, another thing that contributed to people being more open and, and uh, being more social, maybe than they normally would be, was this is probably for all of us one of the first or second or third trips that we've taken since the COVID thing, uh, because there wasn't a whole lot of uh, touring around and, and ship, you know, cruise ships uh, have been completely shut down basically right up until uh, this uh, this cruise. I think. Maybe two weeks before that, they had just started letting you cruise out of Miami in the first place at all. So, I think it was a lot of that too. A lot of people just happy to be there and just happy to be uh, able to travel and get out of the house and go on this this trip that this cruise that they had been planning and didn't know if they were going to be able to take until like right up until the uh, the, the time that we could take it. So, there's a lot of that too. So there was a show we decided to go to. It was called Never Sleep Alone they uh when you go on the the virgin voyages app which is a a really shitty app that was probably the worst part of the cruise that the app just completely sucked but one of the times it worked i was reading about the show before we went there and it was basically saying that it was um it was definitely sexually charged and it was definitely going to be an experience you'll never forget one of those things and uh and it was definitely vague on details, so you kind of had to go in, you know, with your eyes closed on purpose, so, unless you knew about it. And apparently, this is something that's been performed on, uh, you know, off Broadway in New York for for a while by this lady. Uh, so we went. Had you ever heard of that? Something called um, Never Sleep Alone. No. No, I had neither. So went in completely blind. Um, they were talking about that it was being uh, it was a show being given by a woman uh, called Dr A so it was very mysterious didn't know who who it was didn't know anything about it so we get there to the show before we even go into the show there's a guy in line is older guy being rather obnoxious about yeah I was at the roulette wheel yesterday and uh this woman this very attractive woman started chatting me up and then she bought me a drink and then she gave me uh passes to this to the show tonight, and it turns out it was the the woman that's doing the show this dr a, and you know i you just you hear doctor and you think it's and it's a sex show, you think of Dr Ruth or something, and
1: uh it, <laughs> she
0: was she wasn't Dr Ruth at all. you know how you get a idea of people, and it's the wrong idea but she was definitely not dr Ruth very attractive young woman, so I'm like, okay, and he was going on and on about that. Uh, so at least I knew that much going in was that the, whoever this Doctor A was was apparently a, a, a nice looking lady, but that's literally all I knew walking in. So my wife and I get in there, and, and the only the other thing we knew was that you couldn't you can barely get tickets to these to to these performances. There was only three performances of this show, and the first two were already sold out by the time I looked at the app. So we barely were able to get into this one. So it was a hot ticket. Uh, so we get in a woman leads us to our seat and then, uh says and is a very attractive woman um just you know knockout type woman uh in a in a in a lab coat in a you know medical coat and she goes I'm one of the nurses for for Dr. A and she wants us to give everybody a uh god how does she phrase it um, it was like it, it was a, it was a sexual quiz, but it was she phrased it differently, like an erotic quiz or some phrase that she used. Where my wife and I both said, "What? What? what are we doing here?" Um, so basically, she did um, uh, some word association with both of us, and most of the words were really normal, but the, there's a couple of them thrown in, like you know, hot tub and, and whip and things of that nature. As like, okay. And so then she claims based on our, oh, and she asked us, what was our um, adventure level that night? What was our, uh, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how adventurous were we feeling? Um, I think my wife said like four and I said three. And the reason they were asking that was because some people were going to be put or uh, be seated real close to the stage. And they were going to be the ones that uh, this doctor was apparently going to call on for some, you know, on stage uh, experiences or, or contests or stuff like that. And my wife and I were not trying to get involved in any of that. Um, but then she asked us the what well, we did do the quiz and she asked us the word association and then she uh, claims to be looking at based on our answers. I really don't believe this was based on our answer, but she decides to give us different colored uh, masks like masquerade masks and she had black mask and red mask and white masks in her possession she gave my wife a uh, white one and she gave me a red one and then she gave us each a condom and we're like what in the world um and she said just keep a hold of the masks and we'll they'll, they'll be used later in the show and, and thank you for for participating and so we're sitting there, you know, with the with our mask and our condoms, and we're looking around and going, what have we gotten ourselves into? What is about to happen at this show? So and then the show starts, and this Dr. A comes out, and she basically gives this story of, of herself, which is basically, she claims that she was, um, I guess, unfuckable, and was undesirable and she at one point she had a slide show for the for the show and she put up a slide of herself at one point looking pretty uh pathetic when she was younger in college um but as she talks about she you know got over it and got better and went to you know start working out and went to school and got her degree and you know now she's a doctor and she helps out all these people and then she threw out a number uh, of, of people that she's slept with, and it wasn't the twenty thousand of Will Chamberlain, but it was it was in the thousands. It was like three thousand something, I think. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. And it's not an old looking woman at all. She looked like she was my age. Um, talking about she slept with three guys and I'm like, what? Uh, so basically, her deal was she's trying to get everybody to be more open and you know forget about your. Uh, preconceived notions of sexuality and just be completely open to any possible experience. And at one point she goes, guys, are you open to maybe sleeping with one of these women in here tonight? Yeah. Are you open to sleeping with one of these men in here tonight? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and she goes, guys, are you ready to uh, understand that sexuality is just a notion and gender is just a notion and it's all preconceived and you can, uh, love and fuck whoever you want to fuck. Yeah. Okay. So it was basically an hour of, of that, of, of, uh, games where she called people on stage and it didn't matter what their gender was or their sexuality was that they were, uh, called up to play games where they would flirt with each other. They would uh, give a, she would give a first date scenario and then they would pretend like they were on a first date and try to, you know, say what, what, what you think you would say, in you know, those in different scenarios and different situations um, couples come up on stage. And uh, like, I'm, this is where I'm really glad that my wife and I did not volunteer to be pulled up on stage, but she had couples come up. And one, one couple she had, she told the guy to put his wife's hand on the area of his body that he most like most wants her to touch or most likes her to to touch but it can't be the genitals. And he had the woman do the same thing, uh, take his hand and put it the place where you want, where you like him to touch you the best, but it can't be your genitals. And then they did did a slow dance and then she made him kiss and uh, all this stuff that I'm not trying to do in public on stage with my wife. I'm just, you know, not, not really into any of that. Um, one of the couples she called up on stage was two guys and they were, you know, slobbering all over each other. And I'm like, this is not what I was looking forward to. I've never uh, been in a room with two guys uh, kissing that long in my life. And I wasn't really ever intending to, you know, not trying to be homophobic, but just not something I'm into. Um, and then like the coup de gras was she called, a couple on stage uh, for the end of the show. And she's uh, her her final big point was you got to be, you know, great at, at oral, get, uh, get oral or get gone or something like that. So she gets them both on, uh, she gets a couple, she puts them both on opposite chairs. She puts a big watermelon, big sliced watermelon in the woman's lap and gives the guy a napkin and says, you're going to eat that until I tell you to stop. And he, he ate it and got all messy and whatnot and crowds going crazy and whatnot. And then he goes, and then she goes, now it's your turn. And the guy sits down and she gives him a banana and you can guess what the woman did uh, with the banana. And uh, <laughs> I, I'll say this, damn, she was good with that banana. Like I was sitting there like, wow, she's really good with that banana. Um so he he's a he's a lucky duck, whoever he was uh so there, it was that type of show and I think that for a couple of reasons that that show encapsulated the cruise uh for reason number one is the the sexual tension the sexuality the the whole vibe of uh we're all fuckable is basically what her sort of mantra was um and Never sleep alone is basically the point is don't you don't have to sleep alone tonight unless you want to. You can sleep with whoever you came with or you can sleep with somebody you just met here. Um there was another game that she played where the the point of the masks was she, at one point she got up and said everyone stand up and find somebody that you did not come with who has the same color mask as you and you're going to walk up to them and you're going to have a conversation where you both ask each other the following question and I think the one where we had to, where you had to find someone with the same color mask. The question was, talk about your very earliest sexual experience or sexual thoughts. And I did not intend to go to the screws talking about uh, my dad's Playboy magazines with anybody, especially a dude. But that's pretty much what wound up happening and the dude was like oh my first experience was my grandfather's playboys and he gave them to me and i'm like okay that's nice um <laughs> so yeah, it was and, and it got weirder because the next uh exercise was to find somebody that you did not come with that has the opposite that has an opposite colored mask as, as you and talk to them and the question for them and they have to add, ask it to you is what do you want to do more in bed with your partner or something like that. And I'm like, so I turn, and there's another guy with a different color mask. And so now I'm talking to a, a different guy about what I want to do more in bed. And I'm like, I, I don't know, I guess more cuddling. I, I I had no idea what the, what to talk about. And the guy's like, I like cuddling too. Like,
1: oh, oh. so." <laughs>
0: So it was, uh, it was it was it a was definitely a, a, an interesting uh, evening uh, at that show. But, so one one way that it really fits on Virgin Voyages is, is all the sexuality and all the uh, the sort of uh, feeling of you can do anything, you can be anything, you can have whatever kind of night you want to have, you know, whatever you want to do. The second way it encapsulated the cruise to me was it was fake. Here's why it was fake. I go to the website of this woman, this Dr. A, whatever. One of the first things you see on the website is an asterisk uh, next to her name. And you go down to the asterisk, and the asterisk lets you know Dr. A is not an actual doctor. So I'm like, okay, what else did she make up? How much of this was was real? Did she really sleep with 3,000 people? She told a story at one point. She talked about a, a couple that was right there at the front of the stage. So they had to have said that we're feeling adventurous tonight. Um, And and ironically, it wound up being uh, that guy was the guy that I talked to about the Playboy magazines thing. But early in the show, she pointed to a a couple a a black couple. And she said, "I, I, I forgot. I'm terrible with names, but I'm so glad to see you guys out here tonight. I met them earlier. They were so wonderful. I was really vibing with them. And we went off uh, the somewhere and they gave me three orgasms orally. They were so awesome. I completely thought that was that she was actually telling me because they weren't, uh, you know, saying, oh, no, or they didn't have a reaction. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. They just went along, you know, went with the flow. Maybe they were, you know, scared or, you know, like, what the hell is she talking about? Um, startled. But they went along with it and, like it was my wife had, you know, she was 100% like, no, that didn't really happen. She's just, you know, that's part of the show. And I'm like, you, you think so? I, I don't know. Um, and then the, it was after she said that, that I got back to the room and looked up the website and found out, Oh, no, she's not a real doctor. That's not her actual name. Dr. A. What? They, they, there was a, She gave a full name. Uh, once the show started doctor, I don't even remember what it was, but it's on the website. Um, but if you read down farther on the website, you find out that's not her real name. It's, it's something completely different. Um, and she's not a doctor. And she's you know, got this show in New York that she's been doing for, for years. And I guess this is the, the whole performance. But yeah, it was it was a performance. It was basically, uh, you know, she made up a bunch of stuff and she made up a backstory and she uh, now she's got this show and she gets to go around and do this, this show and, and act like she's this by Piper of sexuality and she'll fuck men and she'll fuck women. And here's a condom and you can fuck whoever you want and you can do this and do that. Um, So that was kind of the feeling about the whole cruise about Virgin Voyages was that they uh, put out this vibe of, of you can do anything you want. You can fuck anything you want. Uh, They didn't use those words, but they just gave that sort of vibe, but it was kind of all fake. Cause it it, it didn't seem like that was happening. That's I didn't see anything. You know, as far as wildness or, or, you know, lascivity. The wildest thing I saw was the two guys on stage kissing, you know. I, I didn't really see uh, anybody doing anything, you know, really crazy. But again, we didn't go to any of the parties. We didn't go to any of the clubs. And the Scarlet Night thing, which is what we were both really laughing about, you and me, before the uh, the cruise happened, thinking, oh my god, what's, what the hell's going to happen to the Scarlet Night? It's going to be, you know, an orgy, basically. Uh, that guy first of all that was tame the part that we saw was you know basically um dancers would come through every now and then like every five or ten minutes and do performances where we were sitting um just random dancers uh you know in, in various stages of undress but they weren't you know making out with each other they weren't completely naked they were you know clothed but um that, that doctor uh, woman, by the way, um, ended her show by stripping off her doctor's outfit, and she was uh, wearing nothing but a camisole, so she wanted to be naked. And that should have been my first clue that she wasn't a real doctor. I was like, I don't think there's any doctors that have full-ass tattoos like that. I don't really think.
2: Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. Well. Was she Dr. A.M.D.?
0: She she did not have the M.D. on the end. She was just oh, Dr. Okay. A.
2: Okay, uh, but, okay. just wanted to make sure, because that would have been a dead giveaway.
0: <laughs> but she was just as fake as my Dr. M.D., that's for sure. Um, but yeah, so Scarlet Knight was just, uh, you could sit on many on any different number of parts of the, of the ship, and there were all these performances going on the whole time, but it was basically like, you know, almost Cirque du Soleil-like, or uh, you know, just Vegas on a boat, just dancers running around and, and putting on shows, and and then the big uh, what I was reading on the websites uh, about the, uh, I think this is the, the second uh, Virgin Voyages cruise ever. The first one was called the Mermaiden Cruise, and it happened a couple of weeks ago. So I was reading some reviews about that. And I guess according to some of those reviews, the after shows of Scarlet Knight on the, um, on the swim deck was when things sort of got really crazy. Like people were jumping in the pools with full clothes on and, and, and doing whatever in the pools and stuff. Um, And that didn't happen because there was no pool party uh, at the end of Scarlet night. My wife and I went to the pool and sat there for about 15 minutes and watched, you know, a whole bunch of other people walk back and forth through the pool area, you know, looking for craziness and crazy craziness never happened um I can only speculate, but I think that was weather related too It was very, very windy out there it, it It wasn't raining when we were out there, but I could see the conditions that maybe rain was in the maybe in the forecast or in the area or something the uh The pool had a net on it, so nobody could go in so there was no plans for any craziness uh they were they were trying to be responsible and not have anything happen um so there was no pool party at the end of scarlet night there was uh they did funnel people to the to the clubs again uh at the end of scarlet night but we weren't going into we were going into clubs anyway and especially not now that there was no pool party all those people were going into the clubs and the clubs are tiny and we weren't going to be uh in there with those you know that many people that's not that's not our scene anyway uh so that was scarlet night pretty much a, a dud and and i think a lot of people had some uh, expectations just because the number of people that were walking through the pool area looking, you know, I think they were looking for some action too, and you know, maybe not the same kind of action me and my wife were looking for, maybe some, you know, a little more adult action, but uh, yeah, uh, that was that was a dud, and the the cruise was very very enjoyable for me and my wife uh, because we didn't try to get into any really crazy stuff. And I think we, I, I said that before we left was I, I, that I thought the cruise was going to be something that whatever you're looking for, if you want it and you want to find it, you're going to get it. So my wife and I weren't looking for craziness. We weren't looking for swinger stuff. We were looking for great food, uh, you know, great atmosphere, um, in a great time. And that was about it. And that's what we got. And we enjoyed it very much. We definitely enjoyed the adults-only aspect of it—no kids running around at any point. Um, and I'm, and but I, I really do think the people that were looking for, you know, swingers and other people—I think those people probably found each other. It's just that it wasn't, you know, fifty percent of the boat like we were kind of psyching ourselves right. out and thinking it wasn't. It wasn't
2: it was, in your face.
0: Right. It was probably like one or two percent of the people that wanted that found each other, and the rest of us just. Enjoyed it on our terms. And so, yeah, it was very, very enjoyable.
2: Well, that's good. That's good. You know, I've, obviously, I've never been on a cruise. So, just sort of living vicariously through you right now.
0: Well, if the differences between this and Carnival is um, blow, it blows Carnival out of the water quality-wise. And it should because it's a brand-new boat, right? So, right. Cleanly, cleanliness, you can't topic because it's brand new uh the modern uh touches and amenities were very different and very interesting you had a every every room had a tablet every state room had a had a uh like a ipad uh tablet to control your lights to control the television you could order room service through it you could order uh stuff for the room towels and, and whatnot ice you can do a whole bunch of things through the tablet you could uh dial up a, a movie on your tv uh all everything was done through this tablet that was very cool that was interesting uh even the blinds you you uh, open and close your blinds to the uh, to the balcony using the tablet which was uh interesting um they even had mood lighting settings like you could push the, the you know sort of bouncing bounce bound and music would actually start and lights would turn all red and stuff so it, it was funny um so it's, it's very very modern um like i said the worst part of it was the app because the app completely sucked and the app sucking is bad enough but you have to use the app in order to do a whole lot of things so you didn't have a choice but to keep going back to the app for instance uh there's no open dining on this boat uh, when if you ever do take a cruise you'll usually wind up uh having to sit in, in an open air. If you remember the love boat, you got to go to, you know, a big dining room and everybody's sitting around and you, uh, you're all eating, you know, in the same big ass room. Uh, that's not a uh, virgin Voyages at all. You have separate, uh, specialties like restaurants, like you're going from this restaurant to that restaurant to that restaurant, but you you can't just walk up and, and hope that they have a spot. You have to reserve it on the app first and you can't uh, repeat the restaurants. You, uh, you can only go to one per night, which is – I actually kind of like that because it made you have variety whether you wanted to or not. Um, but you have to do all these reservations through the app once you get on the boat. And there's kind of no way to know that you have to do all those things because they don't announce it. They don't tell you.
2: Oh, uh, no instructions, huh?
0: No, they're kind of being uh, – that's probably the second thing that I hated the, the most about. it, And the hate is a strong word, but the the two negatives – uh, were the app and the lack of announcements because they were trying to be so cool and so hip. And they actually said uh, at the beginning before we ever took off that Dude, you're going to notice a lot uh, you know, a lack of announcements on this cruise because we're trying to be uh, less intrusive. We're trying to be, you know, more, um, more we're, we're letting you have your, your fun and letting you do what you want to do. But there's a lot of things that you need to announce to people because they didn't know. Um, disembarkation, getting off the boat on the last day. You had to go on the app to reserve a time for that. Nobody knew that. They didn't tell us that. I didn't, I knew that because I was bouncing around the app and just happened to discover it. Like they didn't tell you anything about that. Um, If you have, you know, and that's, that's a, that's a problem. If you are one of those people that are trying to fly out like that day and your flight is at nine o'clock and you don't know anything about disembarkation because you haven't heard any announcements. And then you go on the night before trying to get a a slot to get off the boat at eight thirty or nine o'clock. And it's already gone and you're fucked. And how do you, how would you know that? So that's uh, something that I think they probably need to address and do differently in the future. Maybe they will, maybe they won't, but there's definitely um, a, a, a vibe of, sort of carefree um, do what you want and and have fun and and don't worry about too many obstacles and don't worry about, you know, minor details. Like where do you get off the boat for excursions, which is not a minor detail, uh, but they didn't tell us. And so we're just kind of feeling our way around. There were so many situations where we got to a floor uh, off the elevator and we got out and some other people got out of another elevator and we we're all looking around at each other. Like, where do we go? We have no idea where to go. We're just kind of, we know we're supposed to go. We think we're supposed to go to this floor. and Now we're here and we're looking around going now what, which way do we go? Right. I mean, and bolts um,
2: are huge, right? I mean, this boat's boats gigantic.
0: and there's not a whole lot of direction, you know, when you get off as far as, sometimes there's an arrow to tell you you're supposed to go this way to go here, but sometimes there's not. Sometimes you got to walk until you find the sign uh, to tell you which direction you go. And then you see the sign that's pointing you in the other direction. You were walking the wrong way the whole time. You go, Oh, well now I know. And now you got to turn around and go the other way. Oh, wow. Well, um, so, yeah, that, that was a little uh, confusing, a uh, little lack of direction, lack of communication. And that's not something that's uh, very cool as far as I'm concerned, but, uh we we all got over, it. we all got where we were supposed to go eventually so
2: but overall i, I recommend it doesn't sound like
0: absolutely, you hated it. absolutely absolutely recommend all the food was fucking awesome, not good, great, all of it was great and that's on purpose. They're trying to do uh menus where they they made it seem like you were you know in a in a top notch restaurant they they definitely did that on purpose. all the service was excellent um you know not just uh you know, kind of like a regular restaurant, like a Chili's or something, where they're, you know, may I take your order? They were really, you know, service-wise, they were really trying to drive it home. Like, okay, I'm going to get you everything you want, exactly how you want. Uh, if you want it with no eyes, I'm going to do it like that. If you want it, you know, if you want to cook this way or that way, if, you know, the, the service was—I I can't recommend it enough—or talk about the service enough. It was just as good as it could possibly get. The rooms were uh, clean and perfectly done every day when they when they did go in and clean them up. Um, yeah, uh, fresh water uh, every day. Um, cooler was supposed to be stocked with stuff every day. While I was reading on a website, our cooler was not stocked. Um, Apparently there was uh, there's something about the uh, COVID that made it where they couldn't stock your rooms uh, every day as far as the uh, the coolers go. I don't know why, but that's what the website said. And then finally, the little gift box that we were talking about uh, that my wife saw on the websites that you're supposed to have in every room that was not a thing either. That was not in any of the rooms. I don't know if that was COVID related either, uh, but I do know on the first. Trip on the first cruise, there were gift boxes with with, with vibrating toys and, and cock rings and things of that nature in there, and uh, not not on this trip. So
1: uh, my
2: wife oh, you different. missed out. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, uh, definitely high recommend for uh, for Virgin Voyages. Uh, can't wait to do it again. Just well, the atmosphere good. and and you know the, like I said, the service, the food but i really did grow to like that atmosphere of not sex everywhere not sex in it but of just, of being yourself just enjoying yourself and and you know not having to worry uh i'm a guy that worries a lot about self image i've always had that issue and i really felt a lot freer um a lot you know because there were so many people on this trip on this boat that looked a lot like me, uh, you know, there's a lot of bigger people. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of different races. There's a lot of British accents. There's a lot of people from, uh, not from America on this trip. Um, but there were a lot of people that were from America and there are a lot of, uh, bigger people as well. Um, and everyone seemed to be doing their own thing and having a great time. Nobody was in a bad mood. Um, we got to the private, uh, beach club in uh, in the Bahamas, and uh, the pool was full of people, but my wife and I didn't get in. We just sat there and people watched, and that was fine. You know, we, we didn't feel uh, conspicuous. There were other people that were just you know sitting there uh, watching other people, and yeah, everything was a, a really cool vibe, a really good atmosphere for the extroverts, for the people that wanted to be, you know, extra and over the top. It was perfect for them. And for the introverts like me and my wife, it was perfect for us because we got to just kind of sit and watch everybody else and not feel like we were uh, lurking or creeping or, or staring or anything like that. Um, because the people that wanted to be watched did what they did and, and they were fine with, with, being watched. So yeah, in that respect, it was, it was kind of perfect. Uh, yeah. I, I really did uh, feel sort of at home on, on that, on that cruise and, and, no matter what you like, if you like watching, if you like being a voyeur, you could you would feel at home uh, on this cruise too. And if you want to be, uh, you know, out there and and take action and, and do whatever, uh, that that's also cool. Like a carnival cruise, I, I always felt weird. Like I would sit at a in, in a whirlpool, and there would be you know kids over here, and then there would be a, a woman over there trying to sunbathe, and I would just it was it was just. I would feel odd because I felt like I was sort of like watching or, or, or it felt like I was placed in the middle of a situation, um, where I, that i sort of didn't belong in. Like it was, it just didn't feel, uh, like I should be there, but on the, on the cruise, I felt like, yeah, I'm here. There's other fat dude over here, uh, people in their pajamas and the pajama party of all sizes, uh everybody dancing around having a good time it was yeah the the whole uh, inclusive vibe it, it it worked uh they were that's what they were going for and and i think it, it i think it worked i think they did a very good job of that
2: well, that's good probably one of the more glowing uh vacation stories you told you didn't have uh strange animals lurking all over <laughs> your your patio this time and
0: nobody left any uh number twos on our balcony that i at least that i saw <laughs>
2: Oh, (laughs) and this is, and this is the cruiser. You might've expected that.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Um, That, that is another minor um, complaint is that our balcony had a a big ass hole in, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, it's it's just a design. It wasn't like a, a, you know, a a hole or like something that was there by mistake. It was just the design of the, of the ship. But you could look into the uh, the, the balcony uh, on the left and look right into the to the other people's uh, balcony, like oh. right there, and they could look into ours too. Like there's no privacy at all oh, uh, yeah. on, on those oh, balconies. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, we didn't spend too much time on the balconies.
2: Oh, okay, Well, it's, it's good. It was, it was a good show. we yeah. we got our we got our picks in, and we got your 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 travel log. <laughs> sneezing mm-hmm. my allergies are kicking my ass here. So I'm I'm getting ready to go go lay down.
0: All right. Well I, I hope I didn't uh wear too many people out. I always just I, I like to be thorough. I wanna cover as yeah, many no. things you I probably no, you
2: weren't taking you weren't coming from notes, were you?
0: No, no I did not take any okay. notes. I going all off of memory, which means I probably forgot some things too. But sure. I think you know that was an hour of Virgin Voyages talk. I think that's enough. I, I think you got the gist yeah. of it.
2: <laughs> I, I, I got the essence.
0: Yes, I would hope so. All right. I am also ready to hit the sack. It's been a very long day. Like I said, I was up at uh, 5 Eastern time uh, in Miami to get ready to fly home, which means it was 4 uh, this time, uh, the Central time. Uh, so, yeah, very, very long day, obviously. Um, and then uh, so the computer thing was, was odd as well in, in the last couple minutes. Uh, quick – I the the computer just stopped like the computer. Well, the computer was still going, but the screen stopped like I was. Oh, uh, this is just randomly like Tuesday or Wednesday where I opened up my computer uh, on the boat and it just the screen was black and it would not work. And I said, oh, shit, that text that you got that said to be ready to maybe host the show, I actually sent it on the boat tuesday or wednesday but because we were out wherever it didn't get to you until i got back on land and that's why uh you got it uh, when you got it um but by that time uh whenever you got the text i think was yesterday by that time i had actually found the pressure point on the computer that made the screen come back up so there's something looser and you know there's something inside of there that doesn't work right but it's working right now um I already spent the, the damn money on the Best Buy website and ordered a new computer, so that's waiting for me, but I don't need it yet tonight, so I was able to do this uh tonight and host the show next week. I'll have the new computer, hopefully everything will work out uh correctly for that, but I'll, yeah, I'll already... we'll
2: have the the whole new space age thing going on, and
0: yeah, yeah, nice. I already went ahead and ordered it so See how all that goes, so yeah. Uh, that'll uh, that'll do it for for uh, for us. Five picks uh, that we're going against each other. Four of them tomorrow, and and then one on Monday night. So you, you can't make up all uh, ten on me yet. Uh, but... I just
2: I, w- I just need to chip off two <laughs> two three. I just got to start getting something. Something's got to go right here. I mean, I'd lo- I'd love to take them all, but that'd be well, <laughs> It's
0: So uh, first quarter of the year, it's it's got a long way to go. Like you said, longest season ever. So. You got a lot of time to work it down. All right, the uh, we we went over the uh, to the after after show, so I don't have any outro music. So, do you got anything else, or are we uh, completely finished?
2: I'm good. We're done. Now I'm done. <laughs> now we're done. All right,
0: uh, and next week is uh, Saturday. Back to Saturday again for yeah, normal, our football party. Yeah, be
2: a normal week. Yeah, normal week next week.
0: All right, recapping week six and getting ready for week seven. Next Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, back to our two-hour big football party where I'll actually have some insight based on watching football. I'm back in town, and I'm here for the rest of the season until our next cruise, which, believe it or not, is already at the end of February. This woman will wow. not stop. Okay. She's crazy. She's she's crazy.
2: Well, just to think the the total change from you know like the lockdown version of what you went through
0: right we, we couldn't do any of this last year so now that she can travel she's she's traveling man She's well, good Ooh. and and i better get in shape to, to travel with her or else i'm going to be wiped out tired like i am now all the time and I, I don't want to do that all right we are done he is jay i am dre this has been in much less detail the podcast thank you all for listening uh any Comments or, or suggestions about the uh, the grooves or anything else? Of course, we uh, had our plugs. Uh, the email address in much less detail at gmail.com. Uh, love to hear anyone's feedback, um, unless you're the guys kissing on stage at the uh, at the show. I don't really need to hear from you guys. All right, we will be back next Saturday. Oh, those with our guys baseball... must
2: have been at a draft party. Uh,
0: oh no, because then they would have got down on the stage with the banana if they were. <laughs> We will uh it's the best. Oh, yeah. All right, we'll talk to you all next Saturday.